I started taking three, four yoga classes a week, and then I started at the local YMCA, and then you know how you get to know people, and they say, hey, why don't you try a cycling class? So I tried that, and I was immediately hooked, and I started taking more and more classes every week, and then I decided, hey, I want to teach this. I don't know if I can, but I want to try. I want to, I, w- I guess the, the cycling started more of from the point where I wanted to know it inside out. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to know what is behind the instructions that I'm being given by the instructors. I wanted to know why I have to do this and not that. I wanted to know why I can't do push-ups on a bike or, you know, something like that. So I went and got certified through Mad Dog Athletics. That was last February, so I'm not even a year. It's not even a year that I've been certified. And a few months later, I was hired by the YMCA where I'm working out myself, and now I teach classes there. So that's in short my my story, how I got into indoor cycling, how I got into fitness and exercising myself. You're listening to Lena Hershey, and Lena runs a, a blog, Lean Lena, and she is uh, today's guest on the podcast. So welcome, Lena. Thanks for having me. Well, you're very welcome. And forgive me for catching you like that. It's just when somebody <laughs> starts talking like you talk, I thought, well, this will make a great introduction, so I'll just let it roll. Okay. Uh, when you say a personal transformation, uh, what, what do you mean? It started with a weight loss goal. I felt like I was uncomfortable in my body and I wanted it to change. That was how it started. It started with a personal transformation and the goal of losing weight, which indoor cycling contributed to a lot. <laughs> was there something that was there something that caused it? You know, I've told the story in the past where, you know, I I was a, you know, closet smoker you know, way back when. Oh, me too. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. Well, and, and my story was, you know, there's a trigger a lot of times. And for me, it was, I have two young daughters. I'm carrying them up. You know, I have a two-story house, carrying them upstairs to read them a story before bed. And I'm sitting there and I can't breathe mm. while, while I'm trying to catch my breath to read them the story. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, how am I going to do this 20 years from now? And that's what triggered me. What Was there something similar for you? I basically changed my entire life. I moved from I moved to the United States from Russia three years ago, and I had to start my life over <clears throat> basically from scratch. My career, my I I just got married here, and everything was new. So I just thought, why not use this opportunity to start a healthier life? So everything is so disrupted. Yeah. What, what What's wrong with disrupting it a little more? Yeah, exactly. Let's if we're starting from a clean slate, let's just make it a better, better me. <laughs> so there was no drama behind it. There was no, you know, life events or anything that would cause me to, or personal or health problems or anything. But I don't know. It just kind of fell into place. And I have to say, the United States is a perfect country for it. Because everybody's trying to stay fit. Well, mostly everybody. <laughs> well, more people are. <laughs> more people. Yeah, exactly. Things aren't in Russia aren't quite as so as fitness oriented. They are getting there, but um, not on such a large scale as here. So people generally don't really care. 
like you would see a lot of people, a lot more people smoking. They just recently banned smoking in public places. So they're moving towards that um, fitness um, goal, I would say, as a country. But back then, it wasn't the case. So, Were you born there? Yes. I, I spent the first 32 years of my life there. No, wait, 30. <laughs> wow, your English is phenomenal. I would Thank never you. have guessed. Um, I... I am a professional translator. That's what I went to school for. I have a master's degree in linguistics and translation. So, <laughs> so that you, that, so when when I talk about smart, talented people, you qualify. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so d- did your did did your marriage bring you to the United States, or did you move to the United States and then find marriage? My marriage brought me to the United States. I met my husband through work. We worked for the same company. I worked. Um, for them in Russia, he worked for them here, and we've actually we've known each other forever. And then we met in person, and then it kind of all started. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So all right, I, I brought I basically moved here for him. Perfect. And was that a good decision? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you're happy here? How did okay? But Pennsylvania, how did the, how did that part work? Uh, I wish I was in California. <laughs> we both do. <laughs> but there's just life circumstances that keep us there, um, keep us keep us here. So I, I can't complain. It's not a bad place to be. I could Got I it. could use a better weather, but yeah, hey, it's fine. <laughs> well, maybe you get the chance. Yes, maybe yeah, one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just spent pretty much a week in L.A. and Amy and I, my wife and I, looked at each other and said, "Why don't we live here?" <laughs> Well, my husband lived uh, for a long time. He lived in California. And I keep telling him, I say, any day you want to move, I'm start. I'm going to start packing. Just tell me. <laughs> it's not going to take much motivation. Yep. All right. What kind of a time frame are we looking here? You've been here for three years. Yes. So, so, so when did this, when was the, the genesis of your transformation? Um, it, it was about two, one and a half years ago, so not so long ago. Gotcha. Okay. And so you just decided to eat better, quit smoking? Well, at first I, I said, out of the blue, I said to my husband and kids, I said, I am going to go to the YMCA for one month every day. And you guys get to keep me accountable. You 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 got to hold me to my words. I'm going to go there every single day and work out. doesn't matter what I do, be it yoga or cycling or just weightlifting, whatever. But I'm going to go every day, and I'm going to work out every day. And I did. And then, you know, once you get hooked up on those endorphins, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to and do stop. Something re- and do something repeatedly, which yes. is the other part of it. Well, yes. you know how they say that it takes 30 days to form a habit, so... It just became a habit. I don't work out every day anymore. I recently challenged myself to go back to basics and um, work out every day for 30 days, and I did. But that was because I felt like I was slipping off my routine and I was getting back into my bad habits as far as eating goes and not working out enough and not moving enough. So... I, I challenged myself to be active for 30 days, and I ran this, this challenge on my blog, and I posted recaps of what I did. So, but. I love that idea, because I'm thinking, I have the same problem in that 
you know, work and everything gets kind of gets in the way and you keep thinking, well, I'm already fit. I don't need to worry about it. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I, I, I can, I was on my bike ride this morning thinking the same thing. I really need to, maybe you and I can hold each other accountable. We can do that. That sounds <laughs> wonderful. All right. So, so you obviously must have a lot of passion around your fitness because you at some point said, Hey, why can't I be an instructor? Yes, I believe I do. I, I I do have a lot of passion for indoor cycling. For I love teaching people. I love helping people achieve their goals. And I love seeing them, their personal transformations. I love seeing them come back to my class. Even though I'm, I'm a beginner instructor, I love seeing them come back and say, we love your music, we love your class. It, it was a great workout. Thank you so much. I love all that. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, and, and that's really, you know, the tag for the podcast is, you know, we're trying to, you know, find a spark of inspiration. And, you know, for somebody new it, or, or, or talking to someone new, it's fun to hear that because a lot of us kind of have forgotten it after 10 or 15 or 20 years. Yeah, experienced instructors are probably not that excited about every class. I spent a lot of time getting ready. Well, I'm sure everybody does, but I probably spent extra time getting ready because I'm not as self-confident yet. I got better since I started, but I'm still getting there. I'm still trying to find my voice, find myself as an instructor. So I I take extra time to get ready for the class. Think through what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do, what is my profile going to be all about, what's the purpose of it, what's the objective of the ride. I'd, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to teach my students today? So I spent a lot of time thinking about it and getting ready and choosing the right music and, yeah, doing all the things that. you're supposed to do. Yeah. I'm actually started just recently. I started um, a series of blog posts about um, with some tip, tips for the new instructors. And those tips come from not from the perspective of okay, I am so experienced, I'm going to teach you now. They come from sharing my struggles, what I experienced, what I wish somebody had told me when I first got into teaching. So I'm sharing that for people out there who are looking for tips for beginner instructors, specifically for beginner instructors, not generally. It might be common knowledge for more experienced teachers, but it's something that I'm discovering myself, and I wish somebody had told me before exactly. I started. Yeah, somebody told me once that you've forgotten what you didn't know. Yes. Do you remember your first class? I imagine you probably do. Like it was yesterday. <laughs> right. How, how did you feel? I felt very nervous, and I think my situation was not as bad as, for, as it is for many instructors because a lot of new instructors go into an unfamiliar environment. They go into a new club or new studio. They get through their audition basically on autopilot because they're so nervous, and then they get to teach. If they hire, they get to teach a class to a group of complete strangers. Now, that might be easier on one hand, but it's more difficult because you don't know who those people are. I was lucky enough because my first class, which was also my audition, I got to teach to the people that I used to cycle with for a couple of years by that time. Or so you knew a lot of I them. Knew, I knew all of them. I knew every single person in the room. The instructor whose class 
us it, it was that I was teaching was right there in the front row. That was in a little nerve wracking, but <laughs> was he was auditioning me, so he was he was there. It was a little easier because of that, because I knew everybody and everybody was smiling and they were all supporting me. And I had a little suggestions jar there. So I got a lot of positive feedback, which helped me get through the initial nervousness after the very first class. So I got a lot of encouragement from people, a lot of positive notes, a lot of compliments on my music and profile. So I believe I was lucky to get started like that. You know, I've for years I've had people ask me, you know, oh, it's my first audition. What do I do? And that's always been one of my top recommendations is that if is to get there early and network with some of the people that are going to be in the class and try to make friends with at least one of them. Mm-hmm. So, so for exactly as you spoke, so that they're they're not a sea of unknown faces. There's one person in there that you have a yes. little connection to. And that is a great advice in general for any instructors. I find it that instructors neglect this rule, but getting there early is very important. Just to socialize with people, regardless if they're new to your class or if they're regular writers that come to your class, if there is somebody new, that's a whole different um, set of issues that you have to resolve before you start your class. You have to set up their bikes. You have to explain how the computer works. They have to walk them, basically walk them through basic terminology that you're going to be using in class, like RPMs or power or cadence or whatever if they're completely new to cycling you only have five usually five if you're lucky 10 minutes to get them set up and get them ready to ride safely in your class so it's very important to get there early exactly while we're on the subject what else would you have appreciated hearing um, in advance from 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 a mentor or or Um, any of us what, okay, let me ask you this way. What, what's, was there anything that surprised you that caused you some stress during your early classes? No, not really. I, once again, I was lucky to have a great teacher, and I was lucky to have um, – I was lucky to have found that community on Facebook, the Indoor Cycling Instructors Group, where you found me. And I actually posted there before my first class. I asked for – any tips that people could give me for the first class. And I got an incredible number of comments and tips and suggestions. So basically what was not covered in my training was covered by those people who responded to my request to help me out and get, help me get ready for the first class. Perfect. Do you remember any of them that were particularly helpful? Um, I would say the most helpful of them had to do with just encouraging me, just supporting me, just saying, hey, be yourself. If you have that energy projecting, it will get back to you. They will feel it. They will respond to it. They will, if, if they feel that you love what you're doing, they will appreciate you. They will like your class. If you are passionate about it, if, if that shines through your nervousness, then it will get, it will be easier and it will be better received by people in your class. Excellent. That was the best advice I think I got. Well, of course, there was a lot of technical tips like um, get there early, which, of course, I already knew. And I'm just I'm, I'm paranoid about it anyway. So I get there like half an hour early. 
<laughs> well, not not anymore, but I used to when I first started. I would get there half an hour early and make sure that the room is all ready and the stereo is working. And, you know, I got all my notes and all my um, backup music, which is another great advice. Always have a backup. If you use it in your phone or your iPod or whatever device to um, play your music in the class, have a backup CD. Your rescue CD, Your rescue I call it. CD. Actually, my instructor that I used to, um, who was in my audition, he carries a tape with him as well. He's that good. <laughs> <laughs> in case CD doesn't work, he's still going to get that class going, playing the tape. And I think that's the attitude you have to, you have to have going into the class. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing. Nothing's nothing, going to stop me. <laughs> no. And you have to have a plan B at the, or C. Mm-hmm. I know. I remember there was a class where I nothing worked. And, and I remember I had to teach it. It was just quiet. So I just coached it. That is a wonderful thing to do. That's something that I don't do yet. I know I have to. I know I, sh- I must do that. I don't teach off the bike yet. I, I realize the importance of that. I realize how it needs to be done. But I am just still glued to the screen of my phone and my cues and my music and my timing. I personally am not confident enough to get off that bike and coach people. I'm not there yet personally. So, but I'm working on it. it. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it, it is a, it it takes, yeah, there, there has to be a shift in you, your head that says, you know, I'm going to do this. Um, You know, you'll hear a read of people, who got injured and and were literally forced into it, yeah. and 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 how it helped them improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's again, it's disruptive, just like other parts of your life you've described. Interesting. All right. So you've so how long have you been teaching now? Since um, beginning of May. Oh wow! So it's <laughs> it's it's just months. Just months. Not even a year yet. Oh, good for you. Now, now, how does your blog work into all of this? Is this, is it something that you had, have you've always been blogging or writing or journaling? Tell me more about that. I've been blogging for, oh gosh, I don't know, since late nineties. I used to have a Russian language blog on live journal and then that kind of stopped. And when it was more of a personal blog, but then I went a few years without blogging, and then I started this blog, leanlina.com, um, as a way to track my transformation, to hold myself accountable, because I knew eventually there would be people coming to read me and follow me. So it does hold me accountable to this day when I don't feel like working out, when I don't feel like um, eating healthy. I'm thinking, well, I'm doing this weekly recaps of my workouts on my blog. What am I going to write about? Well, I have to go and do it because, you know, there's going to be a bunch of people that are waiting for me to post about it. So, um, like I said, blog started as a personal transformation tracking tool. And as I evolved in, in my fitness journey, if, as I got certified as a spinning instructor, I started documenting my um, experience that I was getting in, in this field as well. Now, because I'm on your, on your site, Lean Lena, mm-hmm. there's a navigation heading that's called Work With Me. Yes. What's that there for? That is there for um, brands to reach out to me 
if they want me to um, review their product or run a giveaway of their product and review or run their banner ads, um, that's all the information there, including my media kit. Got it. Has that been successful for you? Um, I've mostly been getting review product review opportunities through the networks that I'm part of, like um, Fit Approach or Girls Gun Sporty, Fitfluential. Uh, mostly my review opportunities came from from those sources. How do you select what you're going to review? Well, it has to be something that's in line with what I'm what I'm about, what my blog is about. It has to be a fitness product. It has to be a healthy food item or something that um, is in line with my values and what what I talk about on my blog. Do you, you know, I always I'm always curious why someone, um, what value do you receive from blogging? It's an outlet for um, sometimes for emotions. Sometimes it's just the need to share thinking that there might be somebody out there struggling with the same things that I'm struggling with. And if I could help one person who's searching the web, and this is a true story, actually. Somebody searched, uh, one of the search terms in my stats was nervous about teaching my first cycling class. So somebody found my blog by typing in um, Google, nervous about teaching my first cycling class. And they found my blog and they found this article that I wrote about teaching the first cycling class, the first ever as an instructor. So if I can help out somebody out there by documenting what I'm going through, <laughs> my my job is done. <laughs> Well, good for you. Yeah, and that's kind of where I've always been too. Is that you know, providing a, a, I provide the platform for people like you, but at the same time, you know, I I'm just one of these people that are, feel compelled to help, and uh, there's little I can do to resist it. Even though uh, sometimes my family gets a little annoyed with. <laughs> it's just the way you are. You can't do anything about it. You just yeah. just can't let that question go unanswered. If somebody asks you something for or asks for help, just can't say no. Sorry, I can't help you. I yeah, I'm not in the same way. Right. Well, um, back to your blog. How? What do you do to, for content ideas? You know, do they come to you naturally, quickly, or is it something that uh, you struggle with? Well, sometimes I'd have um, writer's block, <laughs> but. Most of the time, it's something that um, something that's happening, or I should say, more or less. Right now, I have my schedule down. I have Tasty Tuesday Lim Cup Party, which is I usually post a healthy recipe, and there's an opportunity for other bloggers to come to my blog and link up their recipes. That's what I do on Tuesdays. So I already know that. On the weekend, I have to come up with a healthy recipe to post on Tuesday. <laughs> so Got it. Wednesday, okay. Wednesday is usually workout Wednesday, uh, where I post the recaps of my weekly workouts. If if there is something to talk about, most most of the time there is something to talk about. And um, Thursdays, I don't post anything. Fridays, I do five on Fridays sometimes. When I would, um, that's where my um, new indoor cycling instructor tips come in i would they be, if you notice they would usually start with five things um five things this five things that like i had a post five things 
um, I don't teach my indoor cycling class without, or five things um, I wish I knew as a beginner instructor or something like that. So, Got it. Yeah. And, and from, from that as a launch pad, yes. it, yeah, it, it, so uh, I, it's amazing what you can come up with. I generally just have my days um, where, when I blog. I don't blog every day, but on, on other days when I don't write something, I think of something or it's usually, I usually get inspired by what's happening in my life, what was happening in my indoor cycling classes or Sometimes I would go to other location and check out somebody else's class and there would be some criticism in my head and that would prompt a new post saying, let's say, five things you should be on the lookout for in your indoor cycling class. From the perspective of a student, to be on the lookout for and not do, even though their instructor might tell them to do that. Got it. So that's that's how I get inspired and where I get my writing ideas. Perfect. Now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, you know, what's the best way for them to connect with Lena? Um, just get on my blog, uh, com, and there is a chance there to email me, to find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all there. Regardless of the way you reach out to me, I will be, I'm, I'm on those platforms every single day, several times a day, so I will, I will see it. Well, wonderful. It was so nice to get to know you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and and one last question. You know, what's next for you? Do you have any grand plan for the Um, future? One of the goals is to get certified as a yoga instructor. That would be my next step because I do believe that yoga and cycling go very well together. Uh, Not together in one class format, of course, but I think they're very, um, let's say yoga complements your indoor cycling as a workout very well. Awesome. Well, when you've reached that goal, um, you know, I'd love to talk to you about it again. Okay. I'd be happy to. (laughs) All right. Well, that was Lena Hershey and a new instructor, uh, but I, I feel that you really offered some uh, value to even some of us old dogs. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so, yes, well, thank you. I appreciate having you today. Thanks for having me.